Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today we're talking with Dr. Lee Connor of Hamilton Healthcare System and Hamilton Physician Group Specialty Care in Dalton, Georgia. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Connor. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad you're here. Dr. Connor is a board-certified infectious disease specialist. He completed his medical training at Florida International University Herbert Wertheim College in Miami-Dade County, Florida, and his residency and fellowship at Wake Forest University School of Medicine, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Carolina. He practices at Hamilton Medical Center and Hamilton Physician Group Specialty Care down the street from Hamilton Medical Center. Hamilton Physician Group Specialty Care houses several physician specialties, including infectious disease, pulmonology, and rheumatology. Dr. Connor, how have you been doing? I've been doing quite well, thank you. Well, I'm glad that you came back to visit with us. It's always good to see you. Today we're talking about tuberculosis, and they call that TB. Yep, TB, TB, tuberculosis. Tuberculosis is a mouthful. What exactly is tuberculosis? Yeah, you may have heard uh, stories like back, uh, you know, decades ago, grandma or grandpa having tuberculosis and the mm-hmm. family being treated. So it must be a highly contagious disease. It can be, yep, when it's active. Um, so really there's two types, active versus latent. Um, is act- that the, is what's the most common? So latent is the most common. That's when the bacteria is inside your body but isn't doing anything. It's just hanging out, waiting for an opportunity to show itself and, and, and give you symptoms. And active is, is when you develop actual symptoms and you're coughing and that's when you're you know spreading this bacteria oh, up yes. into the air and then if someone breathes that in then they become infected and may become you know latent at that point but yeah it's a it's an odd bacteria it's in a family of mycobacterium so is it a common is it a common disease uh, it was Do you waiting. see much of it? Not not as much as um, kind of the other things that I deal with. It's definitely one that has sort of red flags, you know, definitely catches my attention. But, you know, with public health stuff, um, TB has become much less common. But we still have that, you know, travelers coming through from other countries. They can have tuberculosis. We screen them. You know, we want to get everybody treated um, and then especially target those people with latent tuberculosis um, and get them treated before they even develop symptoms. So that would be the, the most ideal people to get. Uh, well, now... How long has tuberculosis been in our, you know, has been in our community? How long has it been around? Uh, probably since, the, you know, <laughs> the very beginnings of time. <laughs> I think they've seen uh, tuberculosis in mummies, um, you know, evidence of that. So wow. it's at least documented probably, you know, 5,000 something years ago. But, you know, it's probably been with us for you know, forever as long as we've been. Yeah. <laughs> Recorded history, wow. at least. You know, another question that I've often wondered about tuberculosis or TB is how many people who are infected will develop, you know, an active form of it. You mm-hmm. said there's two forms. Yep. Yep. So, you know. They go from the dormant. Mm-hmm. To yep. the active? Yep. What is the dormant, what you call it? Latent TB. Latent yep. TB. And then they go to active TB. You know, my question is how many people will make that jump? Yep. So, um, you know, there's millions of people who have been infected with tuberculosis, but the percent that go on during their lifetime is about 10% to that active phase. Um, and, it, you know, it's hard to predict who will end up going into active TB, but we do see a lot of issues going forward with people on immunosuppressants, you know, for either cancer or rheumatologic diseases. There's a lot of medicines that suppress our immune system, and that TB is looking for an opportunity when our immune system isn't in check. It'll use that opportunity to manifest itself into active TB. So, yeah, about 10% of latent TB will turn into active TB, but, you know, with all of the medicines we have nowadays, you know, we want to just be extra careful um, when we're suppressing someone's immune system. Also, when people are in close contact with each other, you know, like, you know, prisons, any sort of, like, 
dormitories, that sort of stuff. When people are in tight groups like that, you know, you just have one person that converts to active and, and the whole place can be infected. And You were talking earlier in this show about you coughing. Mm-hmm. Coughing. Is that uh, the major or the, or the easiest way that tuberculosis is spread in a community is just by people coughing and other people breathing? Mm-hmm. Yep. So you don't so, have to have blood to blood, uh, nothing like this. is just airborne. Yep. It's airborne. So it hitches a ride on our respiratory droplets when we cough into the air and, you know, that goes into somebody else's lungs and then it takes a foothold. When you talk about active TB, that, that's probably the one that people think about the most is the pulmonary process um, where you're coughing it up. It's affecting your lungs. It's doing damage there. There's also other forms too. I mean, it can be isolated in random lymph nodes. It can even be so bad as it can get into the brain or the meninges, the, the, the lining of the brain. And so you can have meningeal TB and that can be a devastating illness with a high mortality rate. And so, you know, active TB, you know, it's a public health hazard, but it's also very, you know, detrimental to the to the individual with it too. So getting them on treatment as fast as possible before they can infect others is paramount to treating it. You know, I've heard tuberculosis infection and the what's the difference between infection and the tuberculosis disease? Is there really a difference in those two? Yeah, it's mostly going back to that latent versus dormant disease. So latent would be the infection. Yep. Infection with it would be latent. Um, and then the disease is when it manifests symptoms and, and then we would call it active TB. Um, well, now what kind of tests are done to see if someone has tuberculosis, whether latent or active? Yeah. So active is, is a little more complicated um, and we can talk about that. But latent, you know, this is the people we really want to get an eye on too is, uh, you know, the people that are walking around where they do run that 10% risk of reactivating and, and going on to developing symptoms. But if we can catch them before that and treat them, you know, then they can be cured of it. Yeah. So the latent TB, uh, we want to test those people. And it's a very simple blood test. That's kind of been the new thing now. Uh, it used to be a PPD, which would be, you know, and people in the healthcare system probably remember this, is getting a little injection under their arm to see if they reactivate or, you know, inflame that area. And that would be evidence of TB infection. But now we have a blood test, which is even better and more sensitive, specific. Um, and so we use that as, you know, a quantifier gold is what it's called. And, and so a simple blood test that can be done at anybody's primary care office in the hospital for sure. And that can tell, tell us if, if it's latent TB is, is is there. And then once we have a positive test like that, then, you know, you really want to exclude active tuberculosis at that point. And so because the treatment's different, you know, latent TB is usually just one drug and then active TB is four drugs. And we don't want to, you know, misclassify somebody and undertreat the TB. And so active would be more of they're having respiratory symptoms. We would then take a look at their sputum cultures and you know, do some specific testing of what they're bringing up from their lungs that, that sputum. So we can look at it under a microscope. We can do some special PCRs, which is uh, like how we look for COVID. You know, people probably learned about PCRs and, and during this epidemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we can do some special PCR testing on it to, to rule it out um, or rule it in. And then that kind of decides what our treatment will be for that individual. You've talked about coughing and a lot of coughing, and that is definitely a symptom of TB. But are there other symptoms that we should be looking for? Yep. So coughing is a big one. And then, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's a little bit nonspecific, but, you know, unintentional weight loss would be one, Um, you know, fevers that are, you know, comes and goes, kind of hard to pin down, night sweats. And and when I talk about night sweats, I'm not, you know, not where you just shed a blanket and you're better. I'm talking about like drenching the sheets, Mm -hmm. drenching your pajamas. Um, You know, those are kind of your typical tuberculosis symptoms. So if you're having cough with this fever and this drenching night sweats, you know, that would definitely raise my suspicion. And, and we need, we need to really kind of pin down what's going on in this patient. Yeah, well, you know, we've talked about 
not just in this show, but in, in past shows, there's so many different symptoms that are the same for, mm-hmm. for other things. Um, and I've and, had, you know, patients just present with like a lymph node in their neck and then you go after it with a biopsy and it's loaded with tuberculosis and they have no cough. It's, you know. So you can get it in other places other than your lungs. Yep. We call it extra pulmonary tuberculosis. So just not the lungs. (laughs) It's a fancy word for that. Yeah, I got you. Now, how do you treat TB? How would, if somebody came in, you found out they had tuberculosis, how would you start treatment? What would you do? So I would, um, you know, first we call it either latent or active. If it's latent, that's a much easier regimen. So one drug for latent, you've essentially been cleared of the tuberculosis that's been just hiding out in your lungs waiting to you know go on to being active and so at that point those folks are totally done and in good but shape do they still have tuberculosis that just it just is not manifesting itself nope after the drugs we've eradicated it it's gone yep so they can they don't have to worry about reactivating down the line so they're they're in good shape those are the people we really want to get a hold of so that they can never end up in the active group but and when then, if they do get in the active group then we're talking about four drugs is typical, and we're still going for a long period of time. Nine months is the usual duration of therapy. But yeah, it's four drugs that are every single day. have to be very compliant about, you know, fortunately through the health department, a lot of these drugs can be provided for free, and they can do some additional testing because, that you know, they from a public health perspective, it's huge to, you know, get these active cases taken care of and also treat some of the latent TB as well. But yeah, it's still a long it's a long haul in, in terms of treatment. And so uh, this this bacteria divides very slowly. And so it does take quite a while for us to totally eradicate it. But yeah, if we can catch you at latent and do a one drug regimen for four months, that's mm-hmm. the easiest. But, you know, if you are active, that that's not a not a huge ordeal. We're, you know, we'll get you on treatment. It'll be four drugs and we'll get it. But do you have to stay away of. from other people? You do for a temporary period of time if you have active TB while you've getting, been getting the meds before we, you know, kind of clear you to be out in the out and about. So dangerous in schools. Schools, you know, corrections facilities, barracks. You mentioned dormitories. I've got a daughter in a dormitory. Mm-hmm. Yep. TB testing is, um, you know, a criteria for a lot of places where people are in close quarters and, you know, where if just one person activates, you could have a whole floor exposed, you know, a lot of individuals exposed. So so if you feel like you've been exposed, you definitely need to go and take that medicine. Uh, get tested, um, that blood test or that PPD test, and then, um, you know, we can address things as they come. And, and sometimes we'll test you several months down the line just to see, you know, if, if it did take a foothold in your lungs. So, you know, periodic testing uh, if you've had a big exposure. Tuberculosis, TB, you know, I've learned so much today. I'm so glad you came to visit. I appreciate you. Well, thank you for having me, yeah. Dr. Connor, always good to have you on the show. For more information or an appointment at Hamilton Physician Group Specialty Care, call 706-529-3072 or visit hamiltonhealth.com slash specialty care. This program in no way seeks to diagnose or treat illness or to replace professional medical care. Please see your health care provider if you have a health problem. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System.